Hey, how's it going everyone? My name's B. This is another episode of Finance Thoughts podcast, right? Where we look at the, you know, the best ways to make money online, the, you know, the, the journey, the stories, um, the switch over from nine to five job to uh, your own business or your own sources of income, right? So today what I wanted to look at, what I wanted to talk about is the five best ways I feel or my five best ways to make money online. Now, just a disclaimer, like I'm not doing all of these things, right? It's just things that I've read and I've seen and what I just think uh, would, you know, are really just good ways to make money online. Some of them I do, some of them I don't, some of them I've researched, whatever. So, obviously this podcast series is for people that just want to make, well, I mean, it could be for anyone. So it could be you want to make money on the side of your job, you want to switch completely. For me, the real way to get financial freedom is to have your own source of income and or sources of income. Because if you look at it from a job perspective, like a lot of people say, oh, that you know, there's like I, I get this question all the time where they say, Oh, it's, it's not very secure to have a you know, just just the just an online business or just to sell on Amazon or whatever. Um and to me, <laughs> right, fair enough, it's not, it's not necessarily secure, but it's no more or less secure than having a nine-to-five job because a nine-to-five job, you're really in the hands of your employer. So if your employer's not feeding you one day or you're not, you're not you know, cutting the mustard or living, getting up to scratch, then you can get sacked any day. Do you know what I mean? So it's like the perception is really, I think, it's skewed. It's always skewed towards the nine-to-five job because... We always want, as humans, we always want security. We want, we want to feel secure. Do you know what I mean? So if you've got a job that says to you, like, you know, you've got a contract and you've got the whole thing, you feel a certain sense of security. So you've just got to pull your weight. But with, with a, you know, your own business or your own source of income, you really set the tempo. So if it's up to you. If you want to make a lot of money, you work harder. If, you don't, if you're cool, because that's, that's an option as well. You, you know, you might not want to work all the time. You might want to chill for a bit or do other projects, or be free to do other projects, and that's, that's where I'm coming from, is like, I need a freedom to be able, for example, to do this podcast, or, you know, just do what I want, like, so that, that's, that's my, that's always my main thing, so I think what I'd encourage people to do is really think about what your, what your, um, your main thing that you, that you want out of life, or that you want day to day, what is that, do you know what I'm saying, like, like I said, for me, it's, it's 100% freedom, but you have to look at it without fear because I feel that what people keeps what what, <laughs> what keeps people people in jobs is really a sense of fear that you know they won't find anything better or you know they won't they won't be able to do what they really want to do so it's not it's not a question of saying oh this is the best option for me and I love doing what I'm doing like most people hate Mondays do you know what I mean so I think really you've got to bypass the fear and just say what 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 do I really want is it financial security or is it doing something I love every day blah 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 anyway so the point of these podcasts really is to get people to that point and give them other options where you know because we're not talking about anything really in school and you know I've had to experience stuff and go through stuff myself to not get to this point because I'm I wouldn't say I'm anywhere but to, to be able to at least acquire some knowledge, do you know what I'm saying? So, you know, if I can help you do that, if I can help you make a bit of money on the side or 
hopefully set up your own business and fly, then yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I can. So let's start off. So <laughs> full like well, I'll tell the truth, I haven't fully got these in order, but we'll, we'll reel them off anyway. So number five, what I would say the best way to make money in 2018 is Shopify. I think, and this is the system. Okay, so let me let me break down the system. So use it. I'm not going to go into mad detail and tell you how to do everything. That's for you to research. But I just want to alert you to these ideas, right? So with Shopify, the idea behind it, I mean, you can have your own Shopify store where you sell your own products. But what a lot of people are doing and what seems to be working quite well is this thing of basically you're the shop front for a lot of Chinese sellers on AliExpress specifically. So using an app called Obelo, uh, you should be able to find it on obelo.com or whatever, you, you set up your shop. So the real important thing of this is that your shop looks legit because the thing is people, people are still wary of buying from China. People are still wary of buying from AliExpress um, and other Chinese sites. So there's, there's kind of a need, I guess, to to give like a Western face to these products. Because some of these products are good, some of them are quite innovative, and you, legitimately you can't really get them in the UK. So there's a need for it, let's say. So what you do is you, maybe, maybe you pick a niche, maybe you say, oh, you know, I want to pick, um, you know, crocodile uh, ornaments or something. Right? And then you look on AliExpress for crocodile ornaments and then you select the ones that you want to sell, the items that you want to sell. Um, there's, there's quite specifics with this, so you can't just pick anyone. It's got to be you know, e-packet. Like I said, I'm not really going to go into detail. That's for you to research. Um, but, you know, things like that. So, so what happens is when they buy it through your website, through your Shopify um, shop, your shop, <laughs> Shopify site, um, the order goes to the suppliers from China on AliExpress and they ship it to your buyer. So the downsides of this, obviously, it takes a little while to get to the, to the consumer, to get to the buyer. And, but the upside is that you can get pretty cheap, pretty cheap. So maybe, you know, it's in dollars. So maybe you'll get something for $1. You can sell for $8 or $10 or whatever. So with me, I kind of, I started doing this and I looked into it. And I like the idea. It's just, I, I just had too much money tied up in Amazon. What's good about this, though, is that you don't really need a lot of money because you pay, as people buy it, you need a little, like, maybe 40, 50 pound up front to, to get a Shopify subscription and, you know, a couple other bits and pieces. But it's not much. So it's one of the lowest, I think, barriers of entry. But, of course, that's also a downside because if it's such a low barrier to entry what it means is that everyone everyone can do it so if everyone can do it it's something that could see a lot of competition and these things kind of take over so maybe people that have started doing it they're making money they're telling other people other people are jumping in and there's just a lot of niches taken but saying that i think that you still can make some money from this you just got to be more creative more adaptable and i think i think you'll do quite well so yeah so with me you know i started it um I didn't really, I didn't really, I got quite far into it um, in terms of setting up a shop and whatnot, 
but I, I just had too much focus on Amazon FBA, so I couldn't really, which I'll talk about later, but I, so I couldn't really um, put my all into it because Amazon FBA was, was just, it was doing quite well, Christmas period, whatever, so it's something that I've, I kind of wanted to do, but I don't, I don't think that I'll do it now, to be honest with you. But I still think it's a good opportunity, especially for someone just starting out. Because even if it doesn't go well, you still learn the whole process of e-commerce. You learn how that works. And, you know, you can definitely transfer those skills to something else. I know sometimes, you know, every e-commerce venture has, is quite specific to itself. But I think that it's a good place to learn because you won't, you won't, I can't see how you lose much money if you haven't got money to start so and you know potentially you could make a lot of money a lot of people a lot of people do well from it literally you know tens of thousands a month kind of thing at the top level so it's worth it's worth looking into if you if you want to go down that road if you want to go go down the e-commerce route so all right so number four <laughs> let's see so all right so number four i'll say freelance work so this, this is really dependent on you having some kind of skill or having some knowledge. Um, but if you, if you have got that, you can sell your services on, uh, I think, it's, is it Upwork? I think it's Upwork. I've used them before to, to hire someone to do some, I think, web design or something. I think it's Upwork. Or, but anyway, you can, I mean, you can look into that yourself. There's, there's a few sites where you can, you can kind of bid for projects. So... As far as I understand it, people will say, oh, you know, I need this project. There's some that are, that are you know, specifically for websites. There's some that I think are specifically for maybe graphic design or, you know, there's Fiverr as well. That's quite, that's quite an interesting one because you can do all kinds of, I mean, there's people that do jingles or voiceovers doing that and they sell them. And it doesn't have to be, people get put off because they think, oh, it's just a fire, <laughs> you know, I'm just going to make a fiver off each thing. But you can actually charge add-ons. So your basic package can be £5. Or a little thing, little taste that can be five pound, but actually, you know, maybe to to record a whole audio book that's a hundred pound or something if that's what you want to do. So, the freelance thing is good because you work as much as you can, as much as you want to, and you can potentially make a lot of money. But you're working for the money, so you have to understand that um, it's just that you're working for yourself. So it gives, so it's not a passive income as such. Although I'm sure you could maybe even outsource the work, but be careful with that because you've got to make sure that these people are on point because that can ruin your whole reputation, especially if it's something that you want to kind of continue to do. So, so yeah, so be careful with the outsourcing. But, that's you know, potentially that's a thing that you could do also. Right, so, it's it, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a fairly it's a fairly good opportunity, I think. And it's good if you've, if you, it's something that you're passionate about. So if you're passionate about drawing or if you're passionate about voiceover work or whatever it is, it's something that you could do potentially every day and make money from it rather than maybe doing a job that's nothing to do with what you want to do. So in that respect, because I'm, I'm not just basing these um, as my top five because they make the most money. I'm basing them on well that as well making money but also you know whether they correlate with what you actually want to do and whether they're they're good opportunities for allowing you to live the life you want to live and the freedom you want to have so I'm, it's not just necessarily this is the way to make the most money although that that's that's part of it obviously it's business in it right so 
Alright, so that's number four. Right, so number three, I would say, I've, I think I've lost one here. Number three. Um, okay, so number three, I would say, is investing in the stock market. So, this is something that's, I mean, obviously, I've always known about the stock market, but it's something that I've looked into a bit more in depth. Now, the strategy I would suggest, if you're going to do it, is not day trading, which a lot of people get caught up in. This is another thing as well. Let me just say this. Um, like, get away from the mindset of, I've got to make money quickly. That's what everyone's worried about when they, you know, when they, any business they start or anything, that's not a job. They're, it's almost like they're looking, it's like a lot, lottery mentality where I need something quick. I need, you know, if I put money in this, how quick am I going to get this? So it's really important to get out of that, that mindset and understand that things take time. That things take time to mature. Things, you know, if you're going to do things properly, things are going to take time. Like, it's just the way it is. It's the people that are impatient that lose a lot of money. So, you know, not to throw shade on Bitcoin, but... Um, you know, there, there's a lot of people get caught up in the the wave and the hype of like, oh, you know, everyone's making money from that. Let, let me let me throw in some money. Like, all right, cool, put fifty pound in. Oh, geez. So 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 I put the fifty pound in now. So when do I become a millionaire? When is now, nah, man? It doesn't it doesn't work like that. So you've really got you got to be patient with it. Like whatever whatever you're doing, whatever whatever one of these you choose. Hopefully you choose one and have a go. Um, but either way, you've got to be patient. You can't. That's what separates, you know, the people that make it from the people that don't. It's just, it's just the patience. It's just, just letting time happen and letting things mature, and that's it. So to get back on track, that brings me nicely to the stock market stuff. Um, so, like I was saying, the day trading is not the best way to go about it, in my opinion. Um, it's good if if you've got a knack for it. Obviously, do it. Um, but probably if you've got a knack for it, you're probably doing it already. But day trading, the reason why I say not to do that, or why I wouldn't advise to do that, is because for number number one, something like ninety something percent of people lose money in the first year, right? That's a high high percentage, but it shouldn't necessarily that shouldn't necessarily put you off because, you know, it, that that could. I mean, it's it happens in it, but it's just that it happens to any businesses where a lot of people don't make money from them in the first year. Right, but it's just such a. The problem with day trading is that you have to really lose money to learn. You have to lose a lot of money. So unless you've got money to really lose, I don't know. It's it's hard. Um, and also just the day to day life of like, because I tried it myself, and the day to day life of just sitting in front of a computer, looking at numbers change, it's just boring as hell. To me, it's boring as hell, isn't it? So even so, the reason why I chose not to do it is because. I thought, yeah, okay, cool. I could do this and I could learn it and maybe I could make money from it. But the problem is I hate this process. I hate this process of just sitting in front of a computer, watching the number change, feeling anxiety, um, you know, feeling worried that I'm going to lose all my money. Because that's another thing, you have to take emotions out. But even if I took the emotions out and even if I, I you know, really got it, I just don't want to be sitting in front of a computer doing that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, so that's why I made that choice. You might like that. Um, but it just didn't feel like a really productive thing for me. Money-wise, maybe maybe you do well. But um, just well, actually, just a quick note. 
if you, you know, if you do kind of want to do um, day trading, there's a site called eToro.com, which I've, I've used before. And that's quite interesting because it allows, it's like a social network stock market. So, stock, of stock market traders. So, what it means is that you can follow people that make trades, right? So then, so essentially, you don't have to learn why even they're doing anything. You, you've just got to look at maybe their past history and what they're likely to do. And you automatically follow, so you copy every trade that they do. So, it's quite an interesting, you know, it's a different way to do things. Um, and it, I mean, it can be, I guess it can be profitable. I, did, I don't think I really made any, any money of it, from it, but I didn't really do it properly. I was just kind of messing about on it. So you can, you can make money, but even with that, you've got to be patient as well. You've got to leave, you know, money in there for a couple of years or whatnot. So the stock market trading that I would suggest and what I'm going to do myself personally this year, hopefully, is the kind of midterm mid to long no more mid midterm uh, investments so what that means is three to five years investing in companies like big companies maybe um, like facebook's microsoft's whatever and really what what it, what it entails what you have to understand with the stock market is that there's always some kind of growth so even if you just bet not, <laughs> not bet but if you put money into like a fund the uh, not fund the unmanaged fund so maybe like the FTSE 100 or something like that I think over the last five years it's gone up 10% a year so obviously that's that's you know pretty good return probably the best return you can get much better than the banks and whatnot so companies always going to grow but like what's I think what what seems to be to me to be an interesting way of doing it is to look at the companies in depth see how likely they are look at trends. You know, for example, VR might be doing well, marijuana might get legalized. So look at companies that are doing that. And basically what you're kind of betting on is what's going to happen in the next three to five years. So, you know, there's a lot of interest, a lot of companies that I think you can put money in quite safely to me. You know, your Facebooks and whatnot. I think <laughs> you could play this again when the, when the whole stock market crashes and Facebook goes out of business. I don't know. But to me, that it seems it seems relatively safe, and it seems like it could, you know, there's if you if you spread your money over like seven stocks, and one of them really blows up, like you could be onto a real winner there. So and because you you spread your money, even if one does completely crumble, you still got six others that have probably made money. Do you know what I mean? So generally, I think that it's it's a good way. It's 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 the probably the most passive way to make money because you you just you know you're just leaving your money in companies right so hold on right so there's no day-to-day -day activities necessarily that you got to carry out apart from you know researching companies and just keeping an eye on stuff but it is one of the most passive that's the upside the downside is that you need a you need a decent amount to put in for it to be worthwhile so Probably you'd need at least five grand, I would say, and probably ten grand. I'm just saying that because I'm like, oh man, I've got to find ten grand here, right? So, yeah, so maybe five to ten grand. So it's quite a lot. So maybe it wouldn't be. I don't know though. It's it's good. Like if you, if you've got ten grand saved, I don't think it's a bad bet. Do you know what I mean? So, 
But you know, but you have to you have to be able to lose it. It has to be like almost like an extra ten grand. But the thing is, if you put your money in a bank, bank has zero percent interest rate. So inflation every year is like two to three percent. So just from having in your money in the bank every year, you're losing two to three percent of value in your money because you're literally getting no interest. Whereas like if you have if you have money in you know one of these in in the stock market or whatever. Even if you make 4%, it's better than having your money in the bank. Do you know what I mean? It's, or even if you make 1%, it's, it's, it's better than having your money in the bank. So, for me, it's something, it's not, it's, it's tricky because, it, like I said, it's not a day-to-day. It's not something where you may be able to, I mean, you may be able to grow a business, but you couldn't, you couldn't just grow a business just doing that, right? Uh, but you could grow, you, you could grow your portfolio and whatnot. So, so yeah, so I, I I don't know. Me personally, I think I think it's a good way to go. Um, so what was that number three? So we're on number two. All right. So number two is to create an online persona. So you know, last few years, obviously, we've seen the emergence of Instagram. People making money, sending ads, advertising on Instagram. Um, and you know, in some cases, info products, things like that. So. This when I when I say create your online persona, what I'm saying is that like create some I don't know it could it could just be you like it could just be you know your vibe and your day to day life. A lot of people do that on YouTube, um, but I think the real value is create because that's that's creating entertainment. So it's you know it's still giving value, but I think the real value is becoming you know almost like a teacher or I, I don't want to use the word guru because that's that's such a I don't know why did they take that guru word like that's crazy for like business or whatever but you know become an expert or become a knowledgeable person in some kind of field so it could be something like you know drawing for example so you could create a series of how to draw videos on you put them on YouTube have your Instagram your own drawings on there Teach people, you know, offer coaching, online Skype sessions. Uh, you know, I'm sure there's, there's, you know, info products maybe of like uh, info products of how to draw a course. You could you could sell that on Udemy for like a hundred pound or something each. You know, so there's a lot of scope to it, and also it's like it it becomes such a unique thing because it's you. No one else can can replicate you no one else can copy that that that's you is your brand so it's that's the real that's the real thing i forgot the word create an online brand of yourself right so or it could be fitness a lot of people are getting into fitness a bit saturated but could could be a fitness thing where you know you show you know your, your body changes or you show other people's body changes or you, you know your personal trainer on the side and you've you know changed that to to show you know your personal training life online you give advice on food you give advice on best workouts new workouts you try products so much scope to it the thing with that is that you you tend to build up a fan base so i mean back in the day they used to say with musicians all you need really to be successful is 10,000 good fans right 10,000 fans that are willing to spend 10 pound a year each on you so whether that's concert or you know, your CD or whatever it is, your downloads, whatever. 
So if you've got 10,000 fans that are willing to pay £10 each on average, you've got 100 grand a year that you can make and you can leverage that and you can make better products and blah, blah, blah. So same with this. Like if you can build up a fan base of 10,000 fans for whatever it is, whatever you're teaching, and you will because you're giving value. So, you know, because you're giving, you're just giving and you're not necessarily expecting anything back, but there's no barriers for people to sign to sign up to you or to follow you on Instagram or whatever. So if you can get together 10,000 fans and get them, create a product where they can pay 10 pound, um, can pay at least 10 pound a year, whether that's maybe you do a live appearance, maybe that's you, you do Skype one-to-one coaching. I mean, it could, you, could even, you could even change it. So if you can get, say, you know, a thousand people to pay a hundred pound, Right, that's the same thing. So that's a hundred grand. So if they're paying a hundred pounds, maybe for Skype sessions or whatever. So that's really what you're doing is you're 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 gathering these people that are interested in what you're putting, what you're offering, or what your knowledge base is, or they're interested in learning about what you're what you want to teach, and then you find a way where you could charge them a certain amount of money after you've given them a nice amount of value already. So you've given them free value. So they already feel that. So say, for example, I mean, that's not even necessarily my strategy with this. I just wanted to, to put it out there and then we'll see what happens. But for example, if you want to use the example of me, I could put it, I could say, all right, cool. I'm going to give you all this value. And then if you want to know more, if you want a one-on-one session or you want to hear me talk live or whatever the case may be, you know, it costs X amount. So you, of course, you'll be more willing to do it because you've, you've gained so much value and then you, so you don't, yeah, so, you know, you don't mind paying because you've already received so much value and, you know, you know that, oh, okay, cool, you know, I'm presenting a, a certain amount of value, so I, if you pay for it, you're going to get more, do you know what I mean? And then it's, but it's, your, it's your choice, do you know what I'm saying? And it's not necessarily even something I'm going to, I might do, I'm not sure, but I'm not sure I'm going to do it anyway, so, but anyway, that's, that's not about me. So, yeah, so that's really it. So you, you provide value. I mean, the strategy is that you basically just provide value. You get you get the fans together. You get people together that are interested in it, and you you know you sell them something. Or potentially, if you get enough fans together, maybe you make money from YouTube. Maybe you um, do sponsored advertising. Although with the with the ads, I personally I don't like them uh, just because I think it it looks a bit cheap. So I wouldn't I wouldn't do it myself. I wouldn't I wouldn't say that I wouldn't advise it. But I just, unless I think the way you can do it and the way I've seen where I thought, okay, that's a good, that's a good compromise is if it's stuff you're going to use anyway, or if you're giving a real review of it. So if you're like a fitness person and you're talking about protein powder, if you give a real review and you're like, nah, you know what? I don't really like this protein powder. Or maybe you only review the things you like if you don't, you know, because you don't want to necessarily put negative stuff out. So maybe you just review. So someone will come along and say, oh, why don't you review this? And you're like, nah. Um, and I, I don't know. I just, I just always think it's important to keep a certain amount of integrity when you're doing it. So, uh, so what are we saying? So, yeah. So, so I think it's good. Oh, yeah. The, the other reason it's good is because it's something that you suppose, well, if you do it right, it's something that you're, you're, you love doing. So if you love fitness, it's something that you get to do every day and just showing people that you, you do it. Um, if it's, 
whatever it is, if it's drawing, if it's, you know, even if it's just making YouTube videos, you love it. So, you know what I mean? It's something that you can do every day that you love. And that's, like I say, I can't stress that enough that that's, that's very important. Like I've had businesses where I haven't been passionate about it at all. And they've, you know, it, it's, it's, just, it's just a horrible kind of feeling because even if it's making money, you're like, oh, man, this is not doing anything for me, man. So, yeah, so, yes. Yeah, so one of, the, one of the big things with building up your own brand is that it allows you to do the thing that you love every day. So that's, you know, you could put it at number one for that. But, but also the potential to make money is there as well. There's a lot of potential to make money from it. So you're monetizing basically yourself, like, and not in an escort kind of way. <laughs> Nothing wrong with the escorts, but, but that's not on the list, sorry. Um, so that's number two. So the number one, obviously, you probably guess, is the Amazon FBA. So to me, Amazon's my bread and butter. It's the way I'm, you know, you could say it's my full-time living, although I need to diversify. I recognize that. But to me, it's such a good way to make money. Like, it's, I haven't come across a business where I've made money this quick, let's say, or that I've established a business this quickly. And, you know, you could say with me it's slightly different because, you know, I kind of had the mindset in place. I kind of had, you know, the knowledge. I knew that it was going to work. I had all the, you know, the right mindset tools. I didn't have the finances. I didn't have any money when I started it, right? So... But um, what was I going to say? So, <laughs> right, yeah, I didn't have the finances to start it, but it's it's just a good, it's just a really good, uh, it's just a really good way to make money. Like it's it's pretty simple. Like in terms of the basics of it, it's basically you're buying in bulk or you're buying stuff cheap as you can get it and you're selling it for more on Amazon. So you might say, like, why is Amazon the best place? Why not eBay? Why don't I start on my own e-commerce shop, etc., etc.? Now, the reasons why is because, um, what do you call it? So, say, for example, with eBay, what Amazon does well is it does the marketing for you, right? So a lot of people complain about the fees with Amazon. So something like, I don't know, I don't, every, every item is different, so I can't tell you the exact percentage of fees, I'm not even sure. But say say I sell say I sell a DVD for £10, I'm probably going to pay £3 fees. You get a lot of people complaining about this on the Amazon forums, on the seller forums. So, <laughs> like, I don't know what it is, but if, you, if you're on there, get off there. And if you're moaning on there, definitely get off there. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, like, people moan on there like crazy, like it's mad. Um, but basically... What you need to, with, with Amazon, where, where, okay, sorry. So if you've got a £10 DVD, you're selling it for, I mean, you're selling it for £10, your fees are £3. But what you have to understand is within that £3, what you're getting is, if you're doing it via FBA, which obviously is what I'm saying, um, what it means is that you're, get, you're getting, or your customer's getting, next day, prime delivery in most cases. So prime delivery means that, is basically special delivery from Royal Mail. So special delivery from Royal Mail is worth £7 anyway. It's worth £6 to £7 anyway. So your customer's going to be happy with that, number one. So you get pretty much, you know, high customer satisfaction because the system behind Amazon, the infrastructure is so good that you're always going to get your customers 
happy as long as the product's cool, isn't it? And that's why I say, like, you know, try and only sell new products so you can um, kind of bypass that whole thing of used and descriptions and all that. I only sell new products pretty much on Amazon. So unless it's like returns and I've got to sell them again, blah, blah, blah. So I would pretty much only sell new items. Um, so, yeah, so you get that. You get that customer satisfaction. You get the customer service because if anything goes wrong, Amazon will talk to the or the customer will contact Amazon directly. So you're not involved. So there's a certain amount of it lets you be a bit more passive than you would be. So I'm someone who's done eBay where you have to do everything. You have to do the customer service. You have to pack it. You have to use your packaging. You have to go to the post office, send it off, pay for the postage. So to me, that whole process, I don't mind paying the extra money for that. Also, what's good about Amazon is that. If you're sending it via Prime, you can charge more anyway. Like there's a lot of stuff I buy on eBay and I sell on Amazon for a nice profit as well. Because people, like, people are a bit worried about eBay because it's, it's, very, it's a bit like the Wild West. I mean, it's, it's, I guess it's cleaning up a bit more now. Um, but say with Amazon, for example, you have to be self-employed. Like you have to have, if you're selling a decent amount, you have to have your UTR, your unique t uh, tax reference number. That has to be in place. eBay, they've never asked me for it. You know, I've got one, but they've never asked it. So there's certain things that ensure that Amazon get at least halfway serious people. With eBay, you can get anyone selling on it. And I've had times where I've had, you know, full-on scammers who would just say they've got items and they haven't got them. Right, so that's... So, but I mean, nine times out of ten, like, I mean, you've got to have a... Most people will have a high rank on eBay, ninety-nine percent or higher. So you're not gonna, you're not gonna come across it. But the point is, the perception of it means that people are slightly put off because it's not, it's not hundred percent guaranteed. Like Amazon, it's hundred percent guaranteed. If you, even if you don't like it, the return system is so simple. Like people return stuff all the time. Trust me, I know that. So what it means is that there's a lot more faith in Amazon. There's a lot more. You know, as much as people hate them for the tech stuff and all that, there's a lot of goodwill. Not necessarily because they love Amazon, but just because they know that the customer service is top, right? So what that means is that you could charge more for products than you can on other platforms, um, on eBay, for example. So in that sense, it's a lot, it's a lot better. So people complain about the, the extra fees, but because you can charge more, it doesn't really make any difference anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean some stuff not everything but some stuff you can charge more I mean I know that there's a whole business set up of you know that eBay domination or Amazon domination where people buy stuff on Amazon and sell it on eBay yeah that's possible as well but I think for the most part and it'll be up to you to find that you can find big discrepancies from eBay things selling on eBay um, that you can then sell on Amazon there's big discrepancy in prices I've found anyway more that way than to, from Amazon to eBay right so Another thing, of course, Amazon is a hell of a popular site. It's the most popular site. Jeff Bezos is pretty much the richest man ever that's, that's ever lived. <laughs> well, I think it, was, it briefly became that last year. So he's the Amazon uh, owner, or what did you call it, CEO? Right, so he's so Amazon is a is a is a giant like it's massive. So what it means is that the most pe most amount of people are going to come to it, and what it means is that you don't have to pay marketing to get those people, especially if you're selling products like name, uh, you know, name products. You're not your own products, but you're doing wholesale or, you know, my method, which is 
Well, I do wholesale, but the other method is, you know, basically buying from shops and selling it. Um, so if you're doing that, you're selling kind of already known, already ranked products. So what that means is that you're getting a lot of people coming onto your platform looking for these products, depending on how, um, you know, how well ranked they are or whatever. So the marketing you're getting, not for free, you're paying for it, but it's such an important thing because if you, because the alternative is if you have your own e-commerce shop, you have to pay all the marketing yourself. So you have to at least build it to a level where you've got good traffic to your to your e, your e-commerce shop, and then you know then people look at the deals and but even then people might still go to Amazon. This is the thing. So it's tricky. So you have to have. But where it is good to have an e-commerce shop is. If you do the next stage of Amazon, which I'm, I might or might not do, but it's called private label. So if you do private label, I don't know. I'm hearing that that's saturated. I don't know. Might not be. I don't know. But if you're doing private label, you can use Amazon as a launch pad and then set up your own shop and get your own marketing. And it's, it's a good way to do it, actually, because you're kind of getting the best of both worlds. And then you can fully switch to your shop if that's making money or, you know, shut it down if it's not. So that's that's a good way. So, so the private label is basically just branding your own products. Most people will buy it from China. So say it's boxing gloves or something like that. You get them manufactured in China, branded, sent over here, packaged, all that. Um, and then you're selling your own product. So it, it's good for innovative products. It's good for stuff that's not really... I guess available here at the moment or if you've got your own spin or it could be just your own brand of, of stuff so you know what I mean maybe your own hats or headphones or whatever so it's, it's a good it's a good idea um, I don't know if yeah I guess you can in, in incorporate that into the FBA thing because it's part of the same family so I think but well, I can really only advise on arbitrage which is buying from shops and selling on Amazon or wholesale because that's that's what i do so i could advise on that and i could say i can teach you on that and i could say yeah that's a good way to go um so yeah so yeah a shout out to property as well i know people are doing quite well from from property there's no particular there's no real reason why it's not on my list it's just i don't know that much about it to be honest um and obviously it's my this is my list but property, yeah, it's, it's definitely a good way. It's definitely a good way to make money. But again, it's it's one of those where you might need a bit of capital. Some people say you don't. Actually, you know what? Any any business you want to do, don't let the the lack of money be a barrier to you, because if you know if you've got your mindset on doing it, you'll find a way to do it. You'll find a way to get the money. So, you know, I I don't really want to say that. Oh, you know, it's harder to get. But but on a on a scale, you know, you will need more of this resource of money to maybe go into property um, than you would say for Amazon. Just a note on Amazon as well then, um, I think it's best that you can start with, I mean, I've got a friend, he's, he's got credit cards and he's, he's used them to, to invest so you can do that. But, you, but I would say ideally you want to start with like 500 to maybe a grand if you're just doing wholesale or arbitrage. Um, and if, you're, if you want to do private label, apparently that costs at least three grand. So and upwards even so and that's a whole skill that you have to learn with that so so that can take a while to learn i feel that arbitrage and wholesale is a, maybe it's a bit easier but i would i could i would say that because i do it day to day so people that maybe just do private label they don't do it day to day maybe it's not as easy for them vice versa so you know that's not necessarily 
the case. Um, but yeah, so you need about 500 to a grand to start with Amazon. But yeah, pro I mean, property is good. But again, with that, like, I mean, if, if I was going to do it, apart from obviously I need to do a lot of research, I'd probably look at cheaper areas, maybe up north Scotland, rather than, you know, the expensive stuff um, down south. Just because really, I guess most businesses, what you're looking for is just the value of what you're getting. So a lot of the times the the yield you get maybe percentage-wise for properties is not actually that good down south, whereas it will be much higher up north. So I don't know. I don't know that much about it. I will find out though. Um, so yeah, man. So that's it. So that's the that's the five businesses. Hope that helps. Hope you give one a try. And let me know how it goes if you, you know, get any success from it. But yeah, well, I'll be signing off now. That's the second episode of financial thoughts podcast uh, my name's b and i will see you another time or you will hear me another time peace